So with Thanksgiving quickly approaching, are you thankful for what USC football has offered so far this season? You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every single day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, as a reminder, we are free. And if you are watching on YouTube and you haven't done it already, hit that red subscribe button. And if you already have, thank you so much. It means a lot. And uh, you can always follow me on my Twitter at Mark Culkin, M-A-R-C-K-U-L-K-I-N. All right. So Turkey Day is just a few weeks away. One of my favorite holidays. I love to gorge on turkey and gravy and stuffing and mashed potatoes and biscuits and stuffing and gravy. And if I'm repeating myself, I love Thanksgiving. Uh, my favorite meal of the year. But uh, also, it's going to be a little bittersweet this weekend, that, that weekend, because it's going to mark the end of the regular season, the 2022 football season. USC. Are you thankful for what they've given you so far? They're eight and one. They only have three season, three games remaining before the uh, conference championship game, assuming they make that. So let's take a moment to kind of, you know, reflect and appreciate where they're at so far. Um, I know is already looking ahead to the, the rivalry weeks. UCLA and then Notre Dame, but you've got Colorado first. And then, uh, as I mentioned, USC has rivalry weeks to end the year. <laughs> um, yeah, it makes things tough, but that's why you come and play football at USC. Anyone, anytime, anywhere, right? It's always been uh, the motto. Um, so let, let's, let's where the team's at because Life is going to get more difficult for the program after this weekend when they take on Colorado. And um, not only was this team not competitive, they, they were kind of pitied by everybody. I, I, I'm sure you did. I, I had friends come up to me and say, man, this U.S. team, U.S. team is bad. When are they gonna? When is USC football gonna be USC football again? Well, I think USC football is—it's not that Pete Carroll dominance, or they're—they're they're nowhere close to that. Um, however, USC football is starting to uh, remind people again that they're nationally relevant on the at the end of the year, and that you have to put their name in your mouth when you're talking about the football playoffs or a New Year's Day bowl. So, uh, as I said, no one's feeling sorry for USC anymore. And as long as both USC and UCLA, they don't trip up this weekend, uh, next week's matchup, uh, again, it's going for USC, and I guess for UCLA, and for Oregon and for Utah, it's actually the beginning of the uh, college football playoffs. 
it becomes every game now will become an elimination game. And I guess you could say it's been that way since, you know, beginning of the year. But uh, this is one thing's really serious. Um, because right now, USC, the new poll came, the new college football poll came out, and USC actually moved up a spot. They're number eight. So they are in a perfect position uh, to make a playoff run. And again, that's less than a year removed from that their four and eight Armageddon. Let that sink in. Remember that, um, because that's how close USC is to making a complete turnaround. Again, if USC gets to the playoffs, uh, and even if they don't for some technical reasons, and they only have one loss at the end of the year, hand Lincoln Riley that co- national coach of the year. Period. End of story. Uh, it's not up for debate. I don't think you'll see it, that kind of turnaround. Uh, it, it's hard to do that kind of turnaround. But I'm myself, obviously. I mean, raise your hand if you uh, if you had USC ahead of Alabama heading into Week Ten in the playoffs in the playoff poll. Okay, put your hand down because you're a liar. <laughs> no one did. Uh, and let's let me be very clear about this. I'm not saying that USC can beat Alabama on the field this year, uh, but if a Jaden Daniels-led LSU team, Jaden Daniels, quarterback from ASU who transferred to LSU, if they can beat Alabama, you know, then maybe this USC team can be competitive against this year's Alabama team. Uh, because if you've been watching, they're not, you know, they're not your typical Nick Saban team. Uh, they, they've got two losses on the year, uh, but they are ranked number 10. So go figure, benefit of the doubt. That's what you get when you when you consistently win. And USC used to have that. They're trying to get back to that. I might not agree with that type of bias. Uh, it should always be on a year-to-year basis, but until the playoffs expand to 12 teams, this is what you kind of have to contend with. And you might still have to contend with it when the playoffs do expand. Uh, as I mentioned, USC has everything lined up for them perfectly. They just need to get to that number four spot. Okay, they don't need to get to number one or number two. Just reach number four. And here's how they can do it. It's it's right there. Um, you know, they've got the remaining games against Colorado. Get that out of the way. Beat uh, number 12 ranked UCLA the following week. Get them out of the way. And then currently Notre Dame is ranked number 20. We don't know. They Hopefully they will continue to move up in the rankings by the time uh, they're out here for Thanksgiving weekend. So you win those, and USC is – they're in Las Vegas. They're playing in the Pac-12 Conference Championship game, and they're possibly playing either against who is currently ranked number six, Oregon, or uh, maybe they get a rematch with uh, Utah. What's their ranking right now? Nine, 10, 13, whatever. They're, they're, they're in striking range as well. But again, USC's only loss this year was that one point on the road to Utah. And we all know how that game turned out, how that thing eventually ended up a loss. Lots of outside influence involved there. So, look, you know, ahead of USC, you've got Oregon. You beat them in the conference championship game. That could give you the boost to put you in that four spot because 
uh, number two and number three, respectively, are Ohio State and Michigan. Well, they play each other at the end of the year. Um, the current number four, TCU, they still have to play at Texas, and they play Baylor as well. So um, it's not like Texas hasn't knocked off some good teams this year. Or they they play up. They they have a good chance of, of knocking on TCU in Austin. And then number seven, LSU, who's one, obviously one spot ahead of USC. Uh, if they hold on to the SEC West, let's just be honest, they're not going to beat Georgia in the uh, in the SEC championship game. So, again, it, it's that time of the year. You want to be thankful for you know what USC football has already given you, um, and not what they haven't given you. So. Again, let's just appreciate the season's almost over. They're eight and one. They're about to be nine and one. Knocking on wood. And then you've got the playoffs, the rivalry games, the conference championship game. I mean, it's right there. Have fun with it, Trojan fans. I mean, it's a safe bet that USC is going to beat Colorado. And on Friday, Lincoln Riley, he talked about, excuse uh, me, um, on Tuesday's practice, he talked about his team being locked in and not looking ahead to uh, UCLA. And we're going to talk about what Lincoln Riley said on the next uh, segment, because this episode of Locked on USC is brought to you by Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? Yeah, they do. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and a greater peace of mind this holiday season. Here's why. Did you know that Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report for a third year in a row? In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use FastProtect. That's trademark. That's their technology exclusively from SimpliSafe. It captures critical evidence and it verifies the threat is real so you can get priority police response immediately. SimpliSafe is a whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. You get HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alerts you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. So you get the 24-7 professional monitoring service that costs less than a buck a day, less than half the price of ADT's professionally installed system. So don't miss your chance to save big on your on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simply that's simply safe dot com forward slash locked on college. There's no safe like simply safe. Man. All right. So USC defeated Cal 41 to 35 on homecoming and in a game that left everyone involved, whether they were coaching, playing, watching it on TV, or in the stands. Uh, so whoever had to endure that, they left mad, upset, pissed off, using Alex Grinch's words, concerned, 
using Lincoln Riley's words, frustrated. Um, following Tuesday's practice, uh, Lincoln Riley, uh, he confirmed what we all watched. Uh, he, quote, said, we all feel the same way. We stunk offensively in the first half. We stunk defensively in the second half. You know what, Lincoln? No argument from me or rebuttal. That pretty much is the Cliff Notes version of how the game played out. So you were very succinct. What Lincoln Riley is saying is, I need to get a complete game for my team. I need the offense to play 60 minutes. I need the defense to play 60 minutes. He didn't mention special teams, but he should have. Probably didn't mention it because last week when he did, uh, they didn't perform very well. So uh, maybe he's reconsidering that full-time special teams coach for next season. Uh, he Riley also added that, uh, quote, the thing that this team has done is a phenomenal job up to this point. It's why we've gotten a chance to win every single game. It's why we rarely had stretches where we didn't play well on both sides. Uh, quote, we've done a great job of covering up for each other, and that's why we've had chan our chances to win, end quote. So, you know, that's, that's, that's coach speak. That's his way of saying that, you know, regardless of, you know, when we're not playing up to our potential, uh, we find ways to win. We're, we're, we're getting each other's backs. We're covering our, you know, our sixes, whatever. Um, that makes for, you know, that's a, that's a nice quote. But the bottom line is the team is struggling down the stretch and we, we can go over the reasons again. We know about injuries. We know about players missing um, and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, new, you know, new roster coming together, winning on the road is hard. Nevertheless, um, the defense is, they're struggling down the stretch and the offense is having to carry them. Um, he was, so when, when Lincoln was asked about Alex Grinch, his defensive coordinator, uh, after Tuesday's practice, he said, ah, you know, and, and you've got a picture of Lincoln Riley with a smile and, and trying to be gregarious. Ah, oh, man, Alex is a pro. Um, he's, he had a big smile on his face. This is not Alex's first rodeo. We're not going to back off the high expectations that we have on all parts of this team. And Alex feels the same way, end quote. So, look, he's not going to throw him under the bus, obviously. Um, they have their talks in private when no one's around. And I'm sure that they both know what has to be, what has to get accomplished. So, uh, it you never know. Once in a while, you might get a nice little soundbite, but when when your head coach knows that a particular unit is struggling and then that particular unit's, you know, their position coach or their coordinator is brought into the conversation, you, you got to dance delicately. You, you just, you're not going to throw him under the bus and say, yeah, he's doing a terrible job and this is what he needs to do better or else. You're never going to hear your head coach do that, not during the middle of the season. Maybe after the season, but not during the middle of the season. Um, 
so look, if you had any concern about how the team would respond, uh, having to play Colorado uh, with you with UCLA and Notre Dame kind of looming in the background, uh, Riley was asked about that and he wasn't concerned. And he said, none, honestly, it's great that it's a short week. Uh, you're doing everything in 24 hours or less. Uh, you've got to pack it in. You've got to prepare. There's zero talk of anything like that. Right now, it's just a race. That's that's what short weeks feel like. It's just an absolute race the entire week to try and get ready for Colorado. Well, again, I appreciate the way um, Lincoln characterizes everything and tries to, you know, paint the picture. Um, but, you know, everything's 24 hours with this team. So they, yeah. Do they have one less day to prepare? Sure. Uh, it's probably beneficial because it's one less day of physical strain uh, when these guys need their bodies to get healthy. And on that note, the whole cat and mouse uh, game of will he play or will he not play <coughs> from Lincoln, <coughs> excuse me, with regards to uh, Mario Williams and Jordan Addison, quote, they're better. They're participating more. Neither one of them have been full participants, but they're very, very close. Oh, we only got two varies there. That's an inside joke over there on wrse.com. Whenever we use the word very three times in a row, we mean it. I don't know if Lincoln meant it. He only used two varies in a row. Uh, I'll continue. I don't know if I would for sure say yes, but we're a lot closer to saying yes with several of those guys, which is good. So, in other words, he's non-committal. He's not going to let anybody know whether or not the guys who have been out are going to be available to play against Colorado because, heaven forbid, Colorado know that Jordan Addison and Mario Williams or Eric Gentry or Raylan Goldforth are going to be available because all of a sudden Colorado is going to feel that much better that they're not playing or if they are playing. They know they're up against it one way or another. So. Uh, you know, Caleb Williams, uh, after practice Tuesday, he said that he respects the, the Buffaloes too much to take them lightly, uh, despite their record and, and their, you know, their poor numbers, uh, as far as, you know, where they are, where they rank offensively and defensively. He said, quote, they haven't quit. And I respect that. I love that, you know, uh, Caleb Williams has enough respect for the other team to say, hey. We're not going to take. We're not going to go. You know, take this team lightly, even though we know we should beat them handedly. So, if that's the case, what I would say to Caleb is, "Hey, show Colorado so much respect this week that you drop sixty plus points on them offensively. Play an entire sixty minutes and beat a team like a drum, like you're supposed to." Bang those guys. Make them quit. Make them feel like USC felt last year. That's how you show Colorado respect, by not taking them lightly. <clears throat> you build off of it. It's, each win, you should be building off a win. It's, it's like Built Bar. Uh, can, we, can we pause this podcast for a second? Okay, we're paused. Great, because you got to try this. I'm talking about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors. 
You've got cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper. White chocolate peppermint granola. It's built, it's built take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and it's insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie puff. Built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicate cloud. So first off, for anyone who hasn't tried Built Bars before, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories, only 130, by the way. So just sink your teeth into that first bite and it'll change your life forever. I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you try these new Built flavors. Built, you got to try this. Get 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCKEDON15 at built.com. All right. So before we get out of here on this episode of Locked on USC, coming at you five times a week. It's uh, This is the hump day episode, Wednesday. Well, I noticed a little brouhaha on Twitter. Again, you can follow me at Mark Culkin, M-A-R-C-K-U-L-K-I-N. Uh, when a couple of my peers, um, they were tweeting back and forth with a, a few of their followers. And so I decided to throw my two cents into the arena. So Lincoln Riley is circling the wagons. Um, and he's making sure that only he and his pre-selected team captains uh, speak with the media. I'm actually fine with that, uh, although I think the assistant coaches uh, should be available either during the week or after the game. you got to pick one or the other. Uh, they should be – it shouldn't just be Lincoln Riley and Alex Rinch available to uh, to the media as far as the coaches are concerned. Um, I, I'm just not a fan of that. I I I, I understand it. He's trying to keep, you know, everybody focused on the same page, one message, and by having the team captain speak, he has a he can tr- he can trust those guys to make sure that they stay on script. Uh, sometimes, when we're talking to players that we request, um, they might not be as uh, well trained, I guess is the best way to put it, to work with the media, uh, answering questions, and. Look, at least for me, I'm not out there for a gotcha moment. My type of interview, when I'm interviewing, if I have a question, it, it's basically coming from an observational standpoint. Uh, I'm looking for something more behind the, the behind the you know the the curtain. Um, I don't care about you know you know what does it take to tackle someone better. Uh, I'm looking for something a little bit more on the a personal level. Um, to, to give the fans something different, something unique. Uh, if you want stats, great. Go pick up the LA Times, OC Register, or ESPN, or whatever. Look up their stats. I, I don't think stats tell the whole story. Uh, just because someone is really good percentage-wise, uh, with, you know, with you know, pass breakups or whatever the situation might be, that doesn't mean that they're not playing well technique wise that might that doesn't mean that they're not they're they're missing tackles and not doing other things uh that 
don't necessarily show up on the stats, but do show up on film. So um, that's when I, why when I'm at practice, I'm looking at things completely. Well, I shouldn't say completely different, but I'm looking at I'm looking for certain things. Um, that's just I, I like to bring a different, unique perspective uh, than the, everybody else. So, um, but I think keeping the media out of practice, you know, I, I just me personally, I don't think it's going to improve the team's ability. Uh, to play for 60 minutes, which Lincoln Riley was, you know, alluded to earlier, at least on all three levels, um, especially at this point of the season, uh, it, it's just look, the team is who they are. You could, and I, I'll just use the devil's advocate argument. Pete Carroll had no problem allowing the media in practice if he thought you were stepping over the line or, or putting out information he didn't want out there. He would kick you out of practice and he wouldn't let you back in, you know, give us that opportunity. Let us earn that chance to, you know, be in the foxhole, so to speak. Uh, you know, Lincoln spoke about that before having guys that he can trust in his foxhole. Let us prove to him that, you know, we're not worthy. So, um, you know, the media, we have a job to do as well. You know, we abide by the wish not to report on injuries that we were asked not to do that. Um, so if we see a player that's wearing a yellow Jersey, you know, those yellow non-contact jerseys, um, we're not even allowed to talk about that. And, you know, I, I just don't understand what the competitive advantage is or to the secrecy of, Hey, you know what? Travis die or Austin Jones or, or Darwin Barlow or Ray Lee Brown. Uh, they were wearing a yellow jersey. You know, all that means is those guys are taking, they're taking it lightly during practice. It's game nine of the season. Everybody's ding, dinged up. Every, you know, most of your elite players are wearing the yellow jersey across the country. But again, we were asked not to do it, so we don't. We respected Lincoln Riley's wish not to report on injuries. Okay, so um, instead of, you know, rewarding the media, every time we follow the directive, a little more is taken away. Like I said, I'm not there for that gotcha moment. Uh, I'm there just to get the best information and the best observations to report back to you guys, the fans, because I, I think you appreciate what uh, what I'm what I bring to the table. I try and you know develop some really good relationships with the players, coaches, parents, a lot of you know behind the scenes people, so I can bring you some uh, unique perspectives, maybe some inside information that you're not going to get anywhere else. <clears throat> Excuse me, but at the same time. <clears throat> I'm not going to step over that line. I'm always asking, especially the sports information director, Katie, hey, are we allowed to do this? Should I, can I do this? If I, and that's the thing, if, you, if you're not sure, ask. And pretty much if you have to ask, you probably shouldn't do it. But uh, that's, you know what, that's where we're at in today's media world covering UFC football. Look, I get it. The fans are, as long as UFC is winning, Lincoln Riley can do no wrong. Well. I disagree. I think the program is bigger than the coach. 
always will be, because the program is going to be here long after Lincoln Riley's gone. And USC will still be the USC Trojans. I'm not knocking Lincoln. I support him 100%. But I think this is the best way to kind of get the media's point of view out there, at least from my perspective. And the bottom line is this. We're going to end the show with a little sarcasm. High-profile athletes deserve high-profile coverage. So help me, Paul D. How's that? Again, I hope everyone's thankful um, for what USC football has been able to do, what Lincoln Riley and his staff have been able to do in under a year's time. So do we want more? Of course we do. USC has a chance to finish the season at at a level that I don't think anybody anticipated. If Lincoln thinks, keep if Lincoln believes Having the media not be there will help them achieve that. Great. I just disagree. Uh, I don't think the media is going to be the reason why the team uh, fails or continues to win. We, we just have no nothing to do with it. With that said, Locked on USC will be back for another episode tomorrow. And again, just a reminder. Head on over to WeRSC.com. We've got a lot of really good VIP content. And you can sign up for an entire year all the way through August 31st, 2023 for $10. Such a deal. Jump on it. All right, guys. Peoples, Trojan fans, until our next episode of Locked on USC, you know what to do.